we've got a cool conversation upcoming. If you grew up in Charlotte or the Charlotte area, stay tuned because this will be exciting. The South Park area, of course, is the home to our sponsor, Jesse Browns. It is the second largest business district in Charlotte behind Uptown. At the turn of the century, it was part of a 3,000-acre farm owned by former North Carolina Governor Cameron Morrison. Since then, it's become a shopping and entertainment destination office and residential area and the home of the 2 million square foot South Park Mall, uh, which Jesse Browns is right across the street from, of course, your local outdoor outfitter where the outdoors is always in fashion. Many of us know this area from the stores, from the office, from the restaurants, or from that mall, but how many of us know about it from foot? We have two upcoming hikes that are going to start at Jesse Brown's. These hikes, or let me back up and call them walks, maybe a walk in the park, will encompass the 3.2-mile footpath called The Loop. This loop exists, and parts of it are still proposed, being built, going to be built. Circumnavigate the South Park Municipal District. Our friend that's about to come on here is our hike guide. He's a resident of the South Park District and a board member of the South Park Area Neighborhood Association. He's been a guest on the program before as one of the founders of the popular urban hike that's held here in Charlotte each year, Drew Thrasher. He joins us now. Drew, welcome. Thank you, Bill. Glad to be here again with you, and uh, always excited to talk about hiking, so thanks for having me. Oh, man. Well, th- listen, the listeners out there who do not know, many do know your talent of hiking, but more importantly, pointing out significant places, points of interest, all of that, a bit of history. will enjoy this conversation, and hope, hopefully along the way, they'll uh, be teased up enough to come to either the February 13th hike or the March 11th hike that you are helping lead. And, Drew, of course, South Park is so well-known, not just in the Charlotte area, but as a as a shopping district, as a business district. Between Washington, D.C. and Atlanta, Georgia, it's one of the most prominent. But we know it mostly by automobile. We're talking about seeing this South Park area by foot. Um and, and, of course, you, as the, one of the founders of the Urban Hike, have helped lead this charge of promoting walks in the areas that we live. But talk to us about this particular area that we live. Drew, what was, not that you were there, but what do you conceptually think South Park was like, let's say, 100 years ago? Wow, 100 years ago. Very rural. Uh, you know, uh, downtown Charlotte was... Um, just a tiny little speck on the map, you know, far away to the north. And so uh, a very rural area here. Um, You mentioned Governor Morrison's farm, but lots of dairy farms in the area. Uh, You know, a lot of cotton fields in the area. And uh, and, and we'll talk a lot about that history on the walks. But, um, you know, the Black family had several dairy farms kind of around the uh, the southern part of uh, the South Park area. And... um, and uh, you know a lot of history wrapped up there, but yeah, nothing like we see today with the the, the uh, commercial development that we have around <laughs> South Park. Well, that's the beauty of this uh, particular uh, these two particular hikes. Of course, when you say South Park, let me be clear: many people think 
exactly of that two million uh, square foot mall, the South Park Mall, because it is the prominent center point. But when we're using the term South Park, we are talking about that part of town, that municipal district, and this 3.9, 3.2-mile hike kind of uh, circumnavigates it to an extent. You mentioned, now this is the part that's fun, you mentioned the T.F. Black uh, fa- uh, family and home site. We're going to go right beside where that particular home site was. What's a point of interest about the Black home site? Yeah, so uh, the Blacks, uh, uh, Thomas Black, they ran the Springside Dairy that was right there uh, back in those uh, olden days up until the, the middle of the 20th century or so. And, and it was a, a big part of the, uh, the the area was the milk and things that came from uh, from Springside Dairy. And uh, so many people drive by uh, a little historical marker there uh, every day and, and don't even realize it's there. So, um, uh, you know, that's something we'll point out. And the, the Blacks had many dairy farms across uh, the Charlotte area, uh, Thomas's brother, um, uh, Joseph Black had White Oak Dairy, which was just a little bit to the, the south along uh, Park South Drive. So uh, a lot of uh, Black family history there in the dairy business, uh, not only in South Park, but across Charlotte. So we'll touch on that a little bit. Um, and just, uh, you know, just a great example of, of uh, you know, how we're going to learn about the things that were there before the South Park that we know today existed and, and helping build that that sense of place for people and helping people understand what was there uh, before our current current South Park. So and, and Drew, to share some of these nuggets with folks. Drew, as we're walking that portion, just for uh, people in, and I'm going to show my age, in more recent modern times, we're going to be walking kind of behind. We're not going to be on the roadway of Fairview necessarily at this point, but there was, uh, for many people, they may remember the Eastern Airlines Call Center that was right there on Fairview at Barclay Downs. Um, is that part, one of the items yep. that you'll kind of point out where it used to be? And now there's a great big building there. Absolutely. Yeah, that was one of the first uh, kind of major employers in the South Park area. And, um, you know, early in the airline days, you know, computers and call centers became a big part of their business. And so that was a, uh, a big, uh, big business that came in there. We'll talk about where that was. Uh, obviously, uh, Selenese offices were, were big in South Park, and we'll kind of walk by where those were located and um, so kind of talk about some of those major employers that you know, helped South Park convert from being a, a farming area into a uh, kind of a suburban um, you know, office area, uh, and we see that growth continuing today. But uh, those were some of the, uh, the first folks to kind of plant their stake in the, uh, in the South Park um, commercial zone, so we'll talk about that history as well and walk by some of their buildings, some of which are still around and some of which have been replaced in the last 50 years. Well, and we did have a tragedy that happened in the South Park area, in Charlotte, and in the country, which was uh, a year ago with a fire that happened. Uh, Drew, the hike that we're going to do, the walk of in the park, is going to go uh, right past where, where that occurred. So we'll, um, I guess, see where that happened and maybe the rebuild and it, that's in demo that's happening where that tragedy happened. And that's really close to um, a community called the Barclay. Am I right on that? That's right. Yep, we'll walk right there. And that's the routing of the loop uh, that you mentioned earlier that goes around South Park. It'll be kind of the southwestern uh, corner of the loop, so to speak, right there. And so 
yep, we'll get to uh, see uh, up close and personal that, that tragic site, and you'll see uh, where they've already started the rebuild. Um, but, um, but, yeah, a, uh, definitely a, a prominent spot there, and, and the Barkley was one of the first um, to kind of uh, start the new wave of, of residential um, buildings in the, in the commercial core of South Park. We've seen a lot since then. Um, and so you get a chance to see their, their amazing building up close and personal there as part of the walk. Now, Drew, part of the loop, well, not part of, the loop's purpose is b- being able to provide mobility not only by foot, like we're going to be the walk in the park, but also by bicycle and maybe some other forms of transportation. Um, part of that uh, connectivity is connection away from South Park, and last time I checked this on the Carolina Outdoors, however people are listening to the Carolina Outdoors, whether it be via the airwaves of WBT radio early on a Saturday morning, or maybe they're tuning in via the podcast, Highlights of the Carolina Outdoors, the last time you were on, and they can go back, just type in Drew Thrasher, and your name will pop up under the Uh podcast. Yes, it will. Um, (laughs) You were on talking about the opening of the Backlot Trail. And you're going to point out on our walk in the park on February 13th or and or March 11th, the connection to Park Road Park and the Greenway system and how the loop connects to that. Did I say that right? Uh, absolutely. I, I'll probably say the word connections about 100 times on our <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that's right. We'll go right to the, the con- connection to the, the new Backlot Trail, um, which you can get from South Park. Jump on that trail, jump on the Cross Charlotte Trail, and you can get from South Carolina all the way to Uptown and beyond. So it is an amazing connection spot there. We'll also point out uh, a, a future connection that's coming within the next year as the Briar Creek Greenway gets completed. Uh, the county's building right now, you might have seen all the, the construction and the uh, bulldozers if you've driven up or down Park Road, uh, is that Briar Creek Greenway is going to snake up into Barkley Downs and then connect you up to the loop kind of at the northwestern corner uh, where Barkley Downs comes in at Symphony Park. So we're going to uh, call out those two important connection spots and, um, you know, just a great amenity for people in South Park to be able to easily get over to those uh, those greenways and the full system of greenways that they connect to. So, oh, it's amazing. Very exciting part. You can almost be anywhere in Charlotte via a bicycle through that connection. I mean, you can go all the way down uh, to Riverwalk and beyond in South Carolina, and you can go all the way to Uptown and beyond, um, uh, you know, uh, the other way. So that it's exciting to have that. We're all going to be able to see this on foot. Drew, I have to fast forward a little bit because I can't go through everything that you're going to point out as far as significance, points of interest. Right. You, you mentioned Symphony Park, which is really cool. But here's a cool thing. And, of course, Governor Morrison's farm um, in the home is Moorcroft, of course. But um, tell us about the St. Lloyd Presbyterian Cemetery because we're going to walk right by it on this three-mile hike. And again, three miles, or maybe it's a little bit more than three miles, but it's an easy hike. All you need is comfortable footwear and uh, maybe a water bottle. That's all you need because it's mainly sidewalks uh, and uh, parking lots and and that sort of thing as we progress. But Drew, St. Lloyd's Presbyterian Cemetery. Sure. Uh, So yes, this is one of the 20-plus points of interest that we'll, we'll be talking about on the walk. But 
Uh, St. Lloyd's Presbyterian was a, a congregation that spun out of Sharon Presbyterian Church after the Civil War, and it was a, a group of emancipated slaves that were at uh, Sharon Pres that created their own congregation there at St. Lloyd's in 1868. And so, um, uh, as many churches do, they have their cemetery right behind their church there. And uh, unfortunately, the church was burned, um, and then the congregation ended up moving uh, the congregation uh, over towards the Greer Heights area. Uh, but the cemetery remained, obviously. And so as the development was occurring, the cemetery was identified, and um, there's a historical marker that's been placed there. Um, and I know there's some plans in the works to um, you know, improve the area and add some additional recognition there um, in that area. So um, a lot of history wrapped up there from that congregation. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about, um, you know, another African-American congregation that spun out of Sharon Prez that, um, that we learned about as we were doing some of the research for this. So um, lots of great history there that I look forward to sharing with folks. That is why he is the lead guide of the walk in the park. You all are invited February 13th, also March 11th. There'll be uh, members from SPAN who are there. Of course, Drew Thrasher, a board member uh, from SPAN, as well as the South Park Community Partners. Uh, people like that will be on hand to see South Park, not only from the window of the car like many of us do, but also from the ground level as we are walking on foot and being able to uh, appreciate this beautiful, really beautiful uh, part of town, not just the big uh, business district that it is, but it's also really laid out uh, nicely. Again, Drew, a lot of historic places that have gone by. I'm going to mention one because uh, it's, it's uh, you know, people of lore here. Billy Graham is one. Former Mayor Richard Venroot is another. And many others went to the Sharon School. Tell us where the Sharon School was in South Park, and are we going to get a chance to see it? We will. We'll talk about Sharon uh, School a couple of times. Uh, so we'll walk really close to the current location of Sharon Elementary School, uh, but that uh, is in the Foxcroft neighborhood, and it was moved there in 1972. But we're also going to walk right by the original location of the original Sharon School uh, right off Sharon Road. And we'll talk about uh, the folks that went through uh, and walked those halls of that original school and, and the history behind that. So uh, important part of the Sharon Township community was that school building there. And, uh, you know, it, it even started well before that over on the grounds of Sharon Prez. So um, lots, of, uh, lots of history wrapped up in Sharon School, and we'll be right there where it all happens. And, and Drew, you have done, uh, as I mentioned before, a lot of homework, but I'm going to post up some of these points of interest on the show notes, the liner notes for the Carolina Outdoors, so people can kind of see what they're going to get to see on foot as we as we walk the South Park area. Uh, and I guess, Drew, I said we need comfortable footwear. That's all. Maybe uh, some water. We're doing this kind of an extended lunch period. So we're going to meet at Jesse Brown's at 11 a.m. We should be completed uh, before 1 p.m. So we're just going to call it an extended lunch and enjoy this walk uh, of this community. Um, Drew, do you have any uh, prognostications for how the loop is going to be developed uh, continually? Because right now, um, part of it is already built, these 14 
foot sidewalks, if you will, give or take a little bit with directional signs on where you're going. Some of that is already built and we will be on it. Other parts are proposed. They're not quite defined yet. Uh, do you have an update on how that looks for us? Sure. So, so yeah, we're going to be able to put our feet on the actual loop segments that have been built, and you'll be able to experience what does that feel like and compare that to a normal sidewalk that you're used to um, and, and see how different that is when you have that extra space for bikes and, and people walking in, in both directions, and you'll be able to compare and contrast that. So uh, we'll be able to see that firsthand. Uh, other parts, you'll be able to see where the loop is going to be routed eventually, and uh, you'll see some that are in con under construction today. So we'll kind of see that whole gamut, and, uh, and hopefully by kind of walking the actual route, you'll be able to visualize what that will look like as it's completed. And so as each piece of property in South Park is rezoned and redeveloped, uh, we have the South Park community partners that are working every day with the, um, with the commercial community there to make sure that we're doing everything we can to continue building out that loop. So we have that full multivodal path all the way around South Park. And, um, yeah, I think on foot is the best way to, to see that uh, vision and how that's going to work. Um, but, uh, yeah, it'll be an ongoing project, but the key point is we can walk the loop today. Right? We don't have to wait for it to be all built out uh, to its full extent. We can walk the route today and understand how to connect between these places. Um, and then as the, uh, the loop proper is built out, uh, you know, we'll be able to, uh, to enjoy that as well. But, yeah, we'll get into much more detail on the walk, and uh, it's going to be perfect weather on both days, Bill. I, I'm thankful you selected uh, February and March and not – july and august for this so it's going to be great weather days out there and yeah just comfortable shoes and uh i'm a guy that likes to hike with a hiking stick so i'll probably have a walking stick if it, if you want to bring that along that'll be fine too you are the epitome of a hike guide because you'll have your hike guide hat on you'll have your trekking poles your hiking boots and you'll have the voice of knowledge and authority as you share all of this as we start at jesse brown's kind of walk back through the parking lots towards park south beyond the Barclay. We'll see where the back lot is. Then we'll cross the other way, go through the Piedmont Town Center, circle back around Symphony Park, kind of that way to Sharon Road, cross it to the library in Cameron Valley, uh, which is a beautiful uh, tree tree-lined road there in the South Park area as we walk down Cameron Valley to Phillips Place. Many of us know that shopping area. We'll be bop along and come essentially to where Sharon Towers is, be able to cross that street and uh, and, and see uh, where many of these places are now and what was there before as we cross that street and, and end up our hike over at Jesse Brown's, uh, the full circle. And Drew Thrasher, we're glad that you are willing to do it with that hat, with that stick, with those hiking boots, and with that voice of knowledge and authority. We hope that everybody else will join in with us February 13th. At 11 a.m. at Jesse Brown's, we're going to meet. And just because there's no excuses, if you can't do that one, March 11th, the same. Drew Thasher, thank you much for jumping on. Oh, before you leave, though, any updates? Or are you prepared to update us about this year's 2024 Urban Hike? Uh, nothing official yet. The plans are still... Uh still getting finalized but we're very close to rolling that out and so rest assured once we have all the final details bill we'll get that to you so you can get that out to your listeners and and out on uh, jessebrowns.com so coming very soon but um looking like uh, 
sometime in April. So, uh, ah, so okay. stay, stay tuned for that, and uh, we're excited about that. Again, I'm, uh, I'll leave you, Bill, and just say I'm not the expert on the South Park stuff. I've lived here about 20 years, and in those 20 years I've learned a lot, and I'm, I'm happy to share it. But uh, the thing I love about getting out on the trail is the trail magic of things that happen on the trail. So if anybody's on the, on the trip that has more, more experience than I do in this area and they have nuggets of wisdom to share, that would be great. So uh, come on out and join us, and we can all learn from each other. Hey, Drew, I really like that tease you did. That's what we call it here in radio. Coming on a date in April, the Urban Hike 2024. Stay tuned for more. We'll get you back on and find out when that is, when it is. In the meantime, Drew, we'll see you February 13th. Thanks for being on the Carolina Outdoors. We're going to take a quick break, come back on the other side, and wrap this thing up.